When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell. In this episode, I am joined by Nicole Precourt. Nicole is a career and educational counselor and the owner of Waves of Change Careers. Nicole and I met in an online group for career coaches and counselors and immediately connected. We share a passion for helping teens and young adults explore and prepare for future careers. It's become clear to both of us that unfortunately many students are graduating college without the career readiness skills they need. During our conversation, Nicole and I talk about what students can be doing to develop the skills and strategies that they need to be prepared for post-college employment, and how they can stand out against all of the other recent graduates applying for the same jobs. This episode is packed full of tips for networking, skills building, and career exploration. So invite your college student and recent grad to listen along with you. Now let's get started. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for being here today on the High School Hamster Wheel podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Betsy. You and I have become sort of thick as thieves, as I like to say. Um, for my listeners, Nicole and I met through a career a career connection group, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's funny. I meet everyone online these days, and I'm trying to remember where I meet them. Isn't that weird? I know. Um, There's so many groups, too. I feel like sometimes they overlap, but it's one yeah. of those career groups, you know, <laughs> always the way. Yes. And we share so much in common, especially our philosophy about helping young people mm-hmm. find their way to careers that they will enjoy and that they're good at and that they'll actually make some money at. Um, but before we get started with our conversation, will you just take a minute and introduce yourself to my audience? Sure, of course. Thank you. So my background is mainly working in higher education colleges, and I have almost two decades worth of experience between I started out years ago while I was in college tutoring and started to do some college prep stuff back then, which transitioned to working in colleges, primarily in, I worked in admissions counseling, academic advising, career counseling. And it's funny because I initially went to college for hospitality and tourism management. And now I reference that as my customer service degree, but it goes to those transferable skills of that planning and that customer service piece and helping people plan. Now I'm just planning for their futures instead of their vacations. So it's a little bit different. Um, But about, I would say just over a year ago, maybe 15 months or so ago, I started thinking about taking the leap into private practice. I was still working at a college at the time full-time and realized that as a full-time working mom of three boys, it was just getting to be a lot to manage that work-life balance. And I felt like I just needed 
a little bit more professionally and to be pushed out of my comfort zone. So I decided to leave my full-time job at the college and it has been 13 months now that I've been running my own practice called Waves of Change Careers where like Betsy said, we both have that same mentality of really just helping our youth and setting them up for success. So what that means as far as knowing what they want to be doing and those employability skills and building that confidence for them. So here I am and excited to chat with Betsy today. Yeah, I'm glad you're here too. And I that's another thing. We're both boy moms. We have that yep. in common. Yep. <laughs> that's a bond right there. It, it really, it's it's a unique thing for sure. It's different. <laughs> so today we're gonna talk about college students because that's our focus right now. And mostly about college students making their way out of college and into the real world, as I call it. Mm-hmm. Um the working world and and finding a career. So you and I have talked about this at length and both feel frustrated. And I know other parents do, um, particularly parents who have kids in college or kids who are recent have recently graduated, that career readiness is not being addressed in college. Mm-hmm. As we know, there's not really a focus on that in the classroom, although I think it should be interwoven within subjects, but that's another conversation for another time. Um, And, you know, interestingly, I read a statistic between 50 and 60% of graduating students visit their college or university's career services office. That means about half of them never step foot in career services, which Look, I'm not blaming career services for that. There are oftentimes, you know, one or two people serving a whole campus of students. Um, But looking at the students, why are they not doing that? Why are they not looking and seeking out those resources to help them when they graduate? Yeah. And I think so often, and I know, like you said, we've chatted about this previously, but just being in that college world and having been that person and, and those people they, a few different things, right? You know what you know. So they're just engulfed with other things that are more important. They're focusing on their academics and passing their classes. They're not thinking a year or two ahead of time, maybe I need to go see career services to plan now for my future. They're just focused on getting their classes done. It's just checking that box to get those things done. And they also feel like, do I really need those services? Again, they're, they're focusing on their academics. They're not realizing all the things that career services might have to offer for them. And that's huge. They're just, you know, more, unfortunately, sometimes reactive than proactive, as we all are in life with different things, right? But it's until they need them, they're not going to seek them out. So it just gets, yeah, very challenging. And as someone who worked in the colleges, you can email them, you can send them notifications on their portal, their platform, whatever they're using, but it doesn't mean they're going to come. And even if they make an appointment, it still doesn't mean they're going to come because there's also no repercussions if they don't until they have that moment when they go to graduate and say, "Uh uh-oh, now I'm stuck. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't say it's too late when you graduate, but you're certainly behind the eight ball because yeah. you could have spent the past one, two, three, or, you know, all four years, or even just your senior year 
building up the skills, building up the career readiness, getting your resume in order, having made some connections before you go out into the career world that will give you a leg up and will really give you an advantage over so many other graduates. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're so right. It's it's never too late, but that's where that planning and preparation comes in. And the career services office, and you're right, they, no fault of their own, they're just simply are short staff, they're serving hundreds of people, they're not able to provide that necessarily one to one, warm and fuzzy accountability process with them or feeling because as one person, you know, there was one time that I was that person, and I was serving 1000s of students, it, you just don't have that bandwidth to do so it definitely gets tricky and they have to prepare themselves ahead of time for sure. Even like you said, just with the basics, do you have a resume up to date? Do you even have a LinkedIn account? Is that something you have? Because that's so important just to start that networking before you graduate. Yeah. And parents, you know, I've heard some parents say, get this kid off my couch figuratively and literally, but some are, it's summer now. And a lot of, I say kids, but you know, a lot of young adults have graduated and many of them are unemployed or underemployed. In fact, another statistic, 53% of recent college graduates are unemployed or underemployed, underemployed, meaning they're working, but not in their field of their degree. And they're making less than really was expected or what they had hoped for based on the degree they were getting. So where is this disconnect, right? Like yeah. they're they're going, they're getting their degree, they're doing well in school, and then they're coming out and again, they're either not employed or they're working in a job that has nothing to do with their degree. So what do you have to say about that? I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think so often college students even let's go back to high school. They go through the motions. They're supposed to do well in their classes. They take these high level classes. They apply to these colleges. They get into college. They do the same. They take these classes, going back to focusing on academics. They focus on their academics. They do well in their classes because they're supposed to. And as you said, it's, you know, some colleges are wonderful and do interweave the college or career readiness, I should say, the career readiness, not college readiness, but career readiness into classes. But unfortunately, it's far and few between. So they're so focused on just being done with college that they don't stop to think, what are those skills that I have? Or even, I've worked with many students, whether it's in my private practice or in the college that don't even like their major anymore, but they're so far into it they feel stuck because their parents have spent all this money or they've spent all this money and have all these loans that they don't want to go backtrack and have to take an extra year or two. So they're graduating with something that they don't even want to be doing, which it's not motivating them to go and and be ready for that career or have internships or those necessary experiences. Um, And it's, They need to be doing this earlier on, but they're, again, just so focused on doing what they need to do that this isn't part of, in their mind, of what they need to be doing. And that's when getting a jumpstart on all this can just make them feel so much more confident when they graduate. It's huge. And that confidence comes across. It comes across when they're applying to jobs and interviews. 
it's big. Yeah. I, I love that you brought up so many students. They, they get so far along in their degree and then realize they don't want that degree anymore. Um, which is okay. Right. Like there's a school of thought that says, just get a college degree. That's not to say you shouldn't study something you want to study or you think you're going to, you know, pursue a career in, but you know, if you're, if you're three quarters of the way through, don't give up, (laughs) keep going. But I think the important part of that is for young people to know that even if you have a degree, that's not in the exact field of the job you actually do want to go into, there's lots of ways to be able to translate what you've learned and the skills you've developed onto a resume or a LinkedIn profile to make you desirable for the job that you're interested in. And I think a lot of kids, they, they're not aware of that, right? And they they yeah. just think, well, I went to school for psychology, so now I'm stuck in psychology, whereas they learned so many other transferable skills and so many other, they had so many other classes that may be relevant to what they want to do. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. And you're just spot on. It, college students sort of have tunnel vision. The college students I've worked with, and honestly, I have my own college student. (laughs) Um, They are focused on the classes and doing well and getting through. They don't want to spend any more time there than they have to. And they don't want to take extra classes or incur any additional student loans, nor do parents. So all this to say, as you mentioned, wouldn't it be great if there was a way for students to get a jump start on career preparation, career readiness while they're still in college. So let's talk about some of the things that they can do um, while they're still in college to be getting them ready for graduation. Yeah. Without a doubt, you know, we, we mentioned this briefly already, but having an updated resume and having someone help you with that resume, because it can be kind of overwhelming of there's all these templates out there, right? But some of them get so busy and you just need someone else to be supporting you with that. So having a nice solid resume with some good content too, it really needs to be readable. I always joke and say with my clients, I'm looking at how it looks first and if I can look at it and understand it and then I'll go to content. But those little things like having a a summary statement, having some skills on there. And your skills shouldn't just be Microsoft Office, right? But having a nice solid resume that makes sense. And as you said, list those transferable skills. Maybe they had a college job at Starbucks and they think that has nothing to do with my psychology degree, but it sure does. Those transferable skills, working with people and understanding, you know, like the social intelligence piece and how to navigate difficult situations, troubleshooting. That's what you want to be highlighting on that resume, having a LinkedIn profile. That's really big too, because when you're in college, you can start to network with people in college and have that foundation. And one really cool thing with LinkedIn is sometimes people will actually post jobs on LinkedIn in their newsfeed that as a college student, a fun tip for parents too, just saying, <laughs> who are listening, <laughs> but it's really neat because that's a way that you can get updates about upcoming jobs or that maybe one of your professors is sharing out and you wouldn't have known otherwise. Maybe you're not in class with them this semester, but you were two semesters ago and you can connect with them that way. It's, it's definitely, those are some key things. 
And then understanding that those skills, that's really important to know what you have to offer. It goes back, I think, to that confidence piece. Yeah, great suggestions. I agree. I mean, the networking piece alone can open so many doors, both in college and beyond college, right? I mean, I've worked with with some clients who are struggling to find internships. Yeah. And I've I've strongly recommended to them that they become more active on LinkedIn. Just if nothing else, just start following people. People in the field you want to be in, people at the companies you want to work for, anything like that where you're going to start to see and be and you're going to be seen as someone who's in that circle, right? So again, you might not really have anything to comment at at first, because I think that's partly a confidence thing. But start following, start liking, start engaging. It's such a great way to expand your professional circle. Mm -hmm. And and learn a lot. I mean, I learned so much on LinkedIn. It's crazy. In fact, I just interviewed a woman I met on LinkedIn. And she's one of the people I follow religiously, because I learned so much from her. So yeah, that's a really important, really important thing for them to do. But the other thing is, I think they, str- and I said this before, they struggle with confidence, yep. right? They feel like all I have is my college degree, or all I have is this part-time job, like you said, or I'm not confident reaching out to people. Yep. Any thoughts about helping them kind of build their confidence? I think knowing what they want to be doing is huge too, because, you know, as you said, Many students, young adults, get a degree and there is that mindset or that that thought process of you need that degree to get in the door. That's like your permission slip. Um, But if they don't have any type of work experience or internship, I feel like that gives confidence, too, because they understand how a job works. They they know their expectations they know how to act professionally and send a professional email, even something as silly as, and I kid you not, some of the emails I got, especially working in colleges from students, it was as if they were texting their friends. So Mm -hmm. those little things about professional communication are so big too. And I think that helps to give them the confidence to know these types of things and having some kind of internship heck, even volunteer experience or job experience is just crucial. So they know and they're less intimidated by this. Yeah. I had another recent guest on the podcast and she talked about, she said, I love to hire young people or college grads with work experience. I don't care what the work was. And she said, the nastier, the better, because if you can do that, you can do this. True. It's hard to balance it all. You know, some kids have some pretty heavy loads in college in high school too. Yep. Um, but if there's any way to work to your point, work a part-time job and volunteer for two weeks or yeah. one hour a week through the school year, something that's going to give you the opportunity to develop those skills is going to be helpful. Yeah. Even over the summer, it doesn't have to be all year. Just some, heck, even if you're scooping ice cream, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is. It's still giving you some kind of skills. And I think that is, that is so crucial. Um, just to have some kind of experience without a doubt. And we'll be right back after a quick break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You mentioned a little bit ago students who have no idea what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding more and more of that as time goes on. And, you know, I've done a number of episodes on this about the fact that there's not enough career exploration going on in high schools or even middle schools and that kids aren't being exposed to things. And the pandemic didn't help that, right? Mm -hmm. Because everybody was sort of stuck at home and and weren't out in the real world having experiences. But now that things are opened up again and and the world is, I wouldn't say back to normal, but churning again, Mm -hmm. I think it's important for young people to explore more and discover more about themselves, but also about the world around them. I think what's hard about that is you don't know what you don't know, right? Like there's all these jobs out there that you've never heard of that might be a perfect fit for you, but you don't know that. So any thoughts or tips on that? It's funny you say that. I always say, I use the equivalent of like the costumes in the stores, right? So you go down like an aisle at a store and you see a police officer, a doctor, maybe a pilot. So there's, there's certain jobs out there that people think of. They think of the medical field and they think a doctor or nurse. They don't think of a phlebotomist, a medical assistant, a respiratory tech. There's all these other things. So as you said, people only know what they know. And I say this to my clients all the time. There could be a really cool job out there just don't know what it is yet. So that's part of, I think, what we both do, right, with with yeah. our clients and help and engage them in, in that process. I actually started, I think it was about two weeks ago now, um, on my social media feed, so on Facebook primarily and a bit on LinkedIn, just talking about that. So I'm asking people to complete this survey, professionals who are in their field, so that I can help and better to educate young adults and honestly, even professionals who are looking for a career change to just expose them to different jobs and help them to understand what this job is. How do you get there? I always say you need to know the good, the bad, and the ugly with any job too, Mm -hmm. because everything is not butterflies and roses. It's There's some downsides to each job, but it's about what works for you and what doesn't. And a, a lot of this kind of going back to that career exploration piece is knowing who you are as a person. Because I think so often we focus on what we like or we focus on where the money is. Mm -hmm. I've worked with so many people that say, well, my family thinks I should be in the medical field. That's where money is and there's job security or what have you. And it's not about matching. They lose sight of matching who they are as a person. I had actually had this one instance when I was working with a family and the mom happened to be on the call with the the college aged um, student. And I was giving the example, like I always try to do of a job in a personality that would not fit that job. So I said, if someone's really bubbly and outgoing and a people person, perhaps you would not want to be an accountant because that is typically a job when you work with people sometimes, but it's you're staring at a computer a lot, dealing with numbers and things like that. It so happened the mom was an accountant. 
<laughs> but they, they thought it was <laughs> right. <laughs> what are the chances the of that? <laughs> because they were literally sitting there laughing before they told me this. And I was like, oh my gosh, what did I say? But they said that is exactly her personality. <laughs> so she has a, a job that fits her personality. So I think, you know, so often our young adults think, I need to do what's a cool job or where the money is or something and not taking that time to understand themselves too, because that is just so vital in this. If they don't take the time to do it, then they're going to get burnt out and they're not setting themselves up for success. Absolutely. And there's so many ways and tools that you can discover more about yourself and about jobs. I know you and I both Mm -hmm. use assessments in our practice, some free ones, some not free ones. And, you know, to helping people understand their personality, how they interact with others, um, what they have aptitudes for, all those things. I I have found too, because I I work with some uh, teenagers, some high school students. And I remember asking them, you know, well, what are you good at? Well, I don't know. I'm not good at math. But they can't really articulate what they're good at. Doing some of these assessments with them and really getting them to dig into what they've done, what they enjoy, how they want to spend their weekends, things like that. You can really dig deeper and get a lot lot out of them. And the same is true for for careers. There's different ways to approach all of this kind of discovery. And some of it, again, is internal, but some of it's external. And yes, you can go to job job sites and you can read all the, the current news about what the top jobs are and what has the most promising future and all the outcomes and things like that. But it doesn't matter how good the outcomes are or how popular the job is if it's not a good fit for you. So marrying those two things together is so important. Yeah, I could not agree more. It's definitely very important for your long-term happiness and not, like I said, not get that burnout and just feel that sense of fulfillment that you enjoy what you're doing. And there's good and bad with any job or role, but it is interesting how you said that there's so often that young adults, they know what they're not good at, but they don't know what they're good at. And I always say that's a step in the right direction because it's a process of elimination. So by knowing what you're not good at, that at least takes some things off the radar, right? Yeah. But it's so funny how often I will do one of these assessments with a, with a student client, whichever, you know, platform I'm working with, but that will get some results. And they actually tell me, you know, I did think about doing this. Say it's a physical therapist. We'll just throw something out there. They say, I actually thought about doing that when I was in middle school or earlier in high school, but maybe they had someone tell them that they wouldn't be good at it, or they just didn't know enough about it. So didn't pursue it. Or, you know, quite often they say, well, I know my aunt's cousin, my aunt's second cousin's friend who did that and didn't like it. So then they just nix it. So it's honestly, I would say over the years that that's probably about 50% or more of people I worked with that some, and that's why I like these assessments. It brings things out and it engages us in a conversation about these things. And often it's things that they thought of before and shut down that actually come up. And then once they feel educated about it, 
they realize, oh, I could be doing that. So I think those conversations are so important to have and as early on as possible, just so, you know, again, you can always change your college major or, or what have you, but those conversations in middle school and high school should be empowering them too, to understand all of this. And, and there's so many assessments out there. And I know we've chatted about this too, that some are more appropriate for different age groups and things, because there's some you can do with adults that a middle schooler is going to take that and not know how to answer questions, but there's different ways to gauge that. And just, I always say, you just need to be doing something in some way to understand yourself And it's up to our educators. It's up to parents to have those conversations. You know, like my oldest right now is going into eighth grade. So we've had that conversation where I am in Massachusetts. You go to either the public high school. I mean, of course, there's private. And you go to the public high school in your town or you go to the regional technical school. The technical school is much more hands-on. And he's that kid that could really go either way. And we've already had those conversations about what it would look like and what is the outcomes of both of those things? What would that look like? What are the opportunities? And we need to be doing that at those ages so they can like kind of understand. And, and as you said too, what are they doing on the weekends? What are they, you know, those who have phones, what are they looking up on TikTok or YouTube or whatever? What are they watching? What do they like to learn about? So true. And I will caveat all this with, and I've said this before, it's not forever. Like you're not picking a career and you're not locked in for the rest of your life. It's what's next, right? Because as we all know, very, very few people stay in the same job Mm -hmm. their entire career. And most people have a very curvy, bumpy road and that's okay um, and it's good to try things and it it's good to be curious and to learn different things. But it's nice to just kind of have a general foundational knowledge of who you are, what you're good at, what your deal breakers are. I always think that's super important, too, that you can kind of carry with you in a career toolkit throughout your journey that you can always refer back to as you pivot and change jobs and things like that. I couldn't agree more with that. It's just having, yeah, that toolkit. I say that all the time. You need that toolkit because, Mm -hmm. and I know we've chatted about this before too, of, I think that's part of what we want to do with all of our clients is we want to give them these tools so that whatever they're going through now, we're giving them tools that if this happens again in a few years, they know what to do. They they have this, these tools to know how to manage it. It's that saying of, you know, hopefully I don't butcher this, but teach a man to fish versus fishing for them, right? Because we yeah, want to absolutely. give them that that confidence to know how to pivot and and move forward. Exactly. You and I, we <laughs> share a brain. We think the same way. <laughs> um, so any final words or tips for parents of college students or college students themselves? It just goes back to be doing something. And parents, I know it's challenging to bring up these conversations and finding those pockets of time that, first of all, you get to spend with your college student and that they will be receptive to listening to what you have to say. So, you know, and I, I'm sure we've said this before too, that's where obviously we can come in and help be that neutral party to, to be there. But so 
to parents, I would say just have open and honest conversations with them and ask them the questions. They need to be doing something, encourage them to be doing these work experiences as well. Volunteer, internship, jobs. They just need to have this experience out there. And that's where Betsy and I come in as well to help support with those types of things. But I really couldn't stress enough that they just need to be doing something and any kind of experience will give them growth in the right direction. Awesome. Thank you so much. So before we go, where can people follow and find you? Oh, great question. So I am on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Waves of Change Careers. I am also, I have a website, wavesofchangecareers.com. So if anyone would love to follow me, I try to post a few times a week and give different tidbits, helpful information, do some videos, things like that. And on my website, there's also a newsletter, a monthly newsletter that people can sign up for as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. I really, every time we talk, I learn from you and I really enjoy our conversations. Right back at you, Betsy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad I could make it today. Huge thanks to my friend and fellow career coach, Nicole Precourt. It is clear that Nicole loves what she does and has a passion for helping young people just like I do. Probably why we clicked right away when we met. College students need our help. Unfortunately, a college degree is just not enough in today's job market. The old phrase, it's not what you know, it's who you know, has never been more true. The good news is that it has never been easier to connect with other people in your field of interest. LinkedIn is a powerful career tool that college students and really everyone should be using. Employers and jobs are everywhere, but if college students don't know they exist or how to find them, they might be missing out on a fantastic career opportunity. I wish that colleges would place more value on career services, but for whatever reason, limited resources, other priorities, it's just not happening. And that's why people like Nicole and I do the work that we do, to fill in those gaps and to help young adults find a career that they will enjoy, that they're good at, and that matters to them. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you being here, and I welcome your feedback on today's show and suggestions for future episodes. All links and references can be found in the show notes at highschoolhamsterwheel.com. Please take a minute and give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Your review will help other people find this show. That's it for now. I'll be back soon with another episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.